think. If yeah, that's, sounds uh, good to me. That's all right. And I think we'll. I don't think yeah. we'll sum- summarize. Um, if that's cool, we yeah, can. <laughs> yeah. I'm cool with that. Just going into it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a spoiler cast. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um. Okay. Zach said it's okay for us to spoil it. Yeah. um okay so welcome to idle talk a uh, podcast about reading uh playing and watching in a broken and absurd world i'm grace and i'm joined by my co-regular co-host i'm cole i'm hello um i'm also joined by uh i guess friend of the show uh liv hello yes hi Happy uh, to be here. Yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself for those at home? Yeah. Um, I, I, um, I'm on Twitter. I, <laughs> I'm on the Abnormal Mapping Discord sometimes. Um, I enjoy reading, watching, <laughs> listening to things. Um, <laughs> Damn. Don't we all? I sometimes make music. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. And uh, my Twitter is no love deep trans, and that's about it, I guess. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, so we're we're gathered today because we're talking about some something very near and dear to our hearts, which is Zack Schneider. <laughs> and we're talking about his new movie, uh, Army of the Dead, which is on Netflix. Um, it's a it's a zombie heist horror movie, and uh, we're just gonna assume that you've seen the movie and that you understand the stuff that happens in it. Um, I think it's fair to say that we all recommend it. Um, like as a yeah. movie, as a thing to watch. Um, so if you haven't seen it, maybe check it out. It's pretty cool. David Teese is in it. Yeah. He's good. He's fucking good. Yeah. He's very good. Let's <laughs> start a food truck. I love when he wears the tiny glasses. You gotta love he that. Just, he just has such a, like, um, outsized, like physical presence but also just like <laughs> such a like a quietness to how he talks uh it's yeah. awesome yeah that's yeah. great i look for i look for dimensions in my main characters i want them to wear little glasses and i want them to be able to body slam a zombie into a eight foot <laughs> high ceiling exactly yes yeah <laughs> um so he's been kind of start with general impressions uh so i i guess yeah like i I rewatched a bunch of Snyder movies. Oh, and saw Sucker Punch for the first time, which I'd never seen. Uh, mm-hmm. Up to Justice League, um, and really enjoyed it. I think this is pretty good. I think in some ways maybe this is my least favorite Snyder movie that I've seen, but it's still I pretty that. good. So I'm not. Yes, that's the thing. Is I guess that's just availing my position in relationship to his work, right? Um, yeah, but. Yeah, I I think it's pretty cool. I think it does fun stuff. I I like I I don't know if this is just like I have not seen many zombie movies or I guess what have I I've seen like Zombieland and that's maybe it, <laughs> which like doesn't even count. <laughs> so, um, but I found the twists and turns to be genuinely surprising, um, and some of yeah. the like ways it plays with the formula to be refreshing. Um, totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think. In, in in relating this movie to Snyder's, you know, greater film work, I think this is probably my second favorite Snyder movie after the his his cut of the Justice League. Um, yeah, this movie just completely 
sort of hooked me like I was fully along for the ride and it's various twists and turns and while I do think it like really fumbles the ball in some of its like posturing in regards to some of its deeper or supposedly deeper themes like <laughs> the wall and and stuff like that <laughs> uh yeah I think it I think it's some of the best like action Snyder's framed and I think that definitely yeah it's probably due in part to be, it being scaled down to like a more just on the like ground like an on the ground canvas like i think what snyder does with cgi is way more interesting than what most mm-hmm. filmmakers do with with grand cgi but I, it's nice to see him working with just you know actual stunts yeah well it's also like it i mean i could be getting some of this wrong but i think a lot of it's shot on sets and there's like maybe you know green screen background but a lot of practical building yeah, stuff yeah. right so so um, I did my homework and I watched his little YouTube film series oh, series yeah. that Netflix did about it's like it's called Snyder Film School which is very funny um, where it kind of breaks down a lot of the facets of this movie and that video series has some like peak Snyder moments like there's an episode on editing where he sits down with his editor uh, well like a cool part of that little series is he, he like he puts a lot of people you won't see in fr- like usually won't see in front of the camera in front of the camera and lets them talk about their craft. Like, he'll step back and let other folks talk about their craft, like, sound designers, editors, like, makeup and effects, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. But there's also a part in the uh, editing episode where he's like, if you take one shot and put another shot next to it, then with editing, then it becomes something new entirely. And he says it like it's the, like, he just discovered. (laughs) He's like, Which is very funny. (laughs) (laughs) Which is Y'all heard of this Russian guy. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty cool stuff. Yeah, I mean he's right, but that's very yeah, yeah. Well, I think that that's something I actually appreciate um, about Snyder as a, as a filmmaker, and I guess as maybe a writer too. Is there's sort of a I've described it to both of you. We've described it to each other, I guess, in separate conversations as jock filmmaking. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. There's like a blunt earnestness that's yeah. not smart, but it's not well, dumb. Well, I actually um, wanted to mention that because uh, I was thinking about that a lot, and um, I I find this movie very like you can definitely tell that you know this is the work of someone that has been in like the studio system for a while. Yes, and yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Not that Netflix isn't like a studio system, but there's definitely like a looseness to the film that is uncharacteristic for. Honestly, I think all of his movies to some extent like Mm -hmm. i think you know when i think of like Zack snyder cinematography i always think of these like you know very um intentionally framed like you know huge figures or these big like landscapes and like the relative positions of like people to their surroundings and things like that um and not to say the army of the dead doesn't have any of that but the cinematography is just so much like i feel looser than normal like um mm-hmm. he and that's especially like exas both exacerbated and like made very good by the um approach she takes which is to say like most of this has like this intense soft focus yeah uh to yeah the yeah he, yeah yeah he used that i think it's like a canon lens that he fell in love with that's like hyper wide angle but also like super super soft focus which mm-hmm. is yeah which i th- a choice um I guess, like, I don't know how much, but it was such a weird movie to look at, um, and I, I think I think you saw it in theaters, Cole, right? So I'd be curious to see how. Yeah, the the first time I saw it, I went to a theater. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, <laughs> um, uh, 
Well, because I, because there was so much like dead pixels and like weird, like way. Yeah, I thought my TV broke when I watched it. Yeah, it looks so <laughs> weird, and I, I've seen a lot of people like on Letterboxd be like, "This is a horrible looking movie," which I like actively disagree with, but I sort of like yeah. understand given like the weird. Like, the, I feel like the way most people are going to watch this is not ideal. I guess I don't know what the theater experience was like, so I'm curious to see if, like, you have thoughts about that. Yeah. I think the, th- oh, go the ahead, theater Paul. experience sort of had its moments, but it's very much like, oh, this is a mo- this is a movie that, you know, might honestly fare better on a smaller screen because while it's working with a very wide... Um, frame what's what's kind of the compositions he's composing like within the frame aren't necessarily conducive to a large screen because they're often very static and like there's like the meme going around like you know who's going to talk before they talk because they're they're the ones in focus yes Um, yeah (laughs) um so yeah well i was talking to, to grace about this and um I mean, this whole movie just looks like uh, that Joker scene in, in uh, Justice League. Oh, it really does, like, yeah. It's the exact uh-huh. same thing. I, I would not be – because I know he shot that scene in his backyard, so not, yes. I would not be surprised if he grabbed one of those cameras that he acted as his own cinematographer on with Army of the Dead and just, like, just, like, just used it. 100%, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah for me, it was like I, 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 I really – because – the way the soft focus like gives like these the backgrounds um behind the characters like this sort of like abstract um yeah like yeah look to them i think is mostly awesome it can definitely mm-hmm. look muddy like i i watched it the first time and it was like you know 11 a.m or something and um uh my you know my windows have a glare on the tv so i was like oh it'll probably work better in the dark and then like i watched it at night like a couple weeks later and no, I think there's just some scenes that are really muddy, unfortunately. Like, yeah. um, I think in the beginning when there's just no um, other lights and it's just at night, it looks kind of bad. But thankfully, like most of this is set in like interior locations mm-hmm. in Vegas where like once he is getting down to like the actual main sets, I think I think it's I think it's a cool look and um, yeah, really interesting, actually. But, yeah. When I um, think one of the shots that. Um, it's like towards the end of the movie when Dave Batista shoots the like zombie god king in the head, um, <laughs> yeah. and it's just this yes. super like yeah like really really soft focus and it gives it this really like strange I I, I guess I don't I'm not finding the words to describe it but like ethereal sort of dreamy quality that is such a sharp focus to the way that like she is shot with a lot of harsh cuts and stuff it's a really like mm-hmm. nice moment that i think the the way the camera is being used like leans into um yeah it's so yeah. cool it's like um it, it, it focuses only on like the muzzle even like mm-hmm. even the back of the gun is, yeah like, yeah, it, yeah it disappears into that yeah yeah well, and, and like you know snyder loves the like aestheticization of like the tool you know this is it, this is all <laughs> yeah. over batman versus superman right there's so many like close-up shots of guns in that movie but like it, it, it's a totally like fresh way of doing that and i think it's a fun stylistic thing to see him do uh, and i like how um in like in a lot of the action scenes the 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 sort of focus kind of opens up like he pulls back to reveal most of like the frame um but i think sometimes you find that that sort of that though like his that lens finds its way into some of the action scenes in in pretty interesting ways. Totally, yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, 
kind of guess changing the subject, but I think it's actually very funny how he just like was so confident in what he was making and kind of said fuck it and put in put in like a bunch of very obvious Easter eggs to something that may or may not come down the line. Like, <laughs> yeah. And like the first in like the first shot, there's like the alien shit, like ships or whatever. Those lights. Oh, the, I I don't even above, remember this really. Yeah. Above like the convoy, there's two like saucer like lights. Um, you'll probably, I mean, you could probably find like a four hour deep dive about <laughs> the, yeah, the yeah, lore yeah. of this movies on 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 YouTube. Well, and there's that uh, there's like a prequel show that's coming out too. Yeah, right? it's like a, the, yeah. An, yeah. an animated series, and that there's the there's the heist movie, but like the zombie robots and stuff. I think it's I think it's very funny, and like I'm, yeah, I'm here for him just going all out with it to an extent. Yeah, well, I think it is, and that's also something that I think shows, especially in like, um how gory the movie is and like in a very like in a way that's often used for comedy right that's like a the punchline yeah. is someone's head getting chewed up by a tiger or whatever <laughs> and, I, um, I, yeah I, I did i i did not expect this movie to be as 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 like deliberately violent as it was yeah well i think it speaks to what Liv was talking about that it feels like he's cutting loose from you know like a decade of working on dc projects right like yeah, I guess yeah, the I guess like I is, is the Snyder cut of Justice League rated R or am I like it is, it is. but there's and, like and there's some, some like yeah there's yeah. like bits there's of like gore. blood spray yeah, yeah. um yeah. but that the, yeah it's like I don't know I guess it just speaks to the failures of the rating system I guess because this is a much like harder R I guess you would say or maybe that's a weird way to phrase it <laughs> but you know <laughs> um but you know like it 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 feels like a movie where he's not having to worry about a brand, you know, he's like, Oh, I can't, I can't, you know, have Wonder Woman get too intense here because, you know, has to be yeah. contained. Or, or at whatever, least right? the, the brand is, um, designed to, um, facilitate that be stuff. the sort yeah. of outsized genre, like mishmash, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Which, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just interesting that like, this is a quote unquote new IP, but like it's already launched, you know, at, intended as the first in an expanding universe that other yes, people will, yeah. will take Yeah, which up. is, like, on the one hand, that's, like, a relatively bleak thought that this <laughs> has to be the launch of, a grand, like, a brand new IP. But on the other hand, I'm here for a sequel or whatever he wants to do within this sort of universe. Because I think, as someone who's seen a lot of zombie, zombie movies, I think the, the tropes and sort of conventions of the genre that he plays with and kind of twists on their on their head is actually like pretty compelling like i wouldn't go as far as call it like a genre deconstruction by any means but i think that what he introduces introduces to the to the genre and the sort of relative questions he kind of leaves us with i think it i think it's really fun yeah well i think both of that speaks to i mean the thing that really struck me about this movie is it's just really bleak like in terms of <laughs> yeah outlook and like where i mean basically everybody dies right nobody gets the money except kind of Mm -hmm. Dave Bautista's daughter. And then it's like, you know, way less than was promised. Right. Um, And, and I think like also I I, like the way it pulls, it really pulls hard on the class element of a heist movie. And that a heist movie in some ways is like a fantasy of, I mean, basically a get rich quick fantasy, right? It's the same kind of thing. If you buy a lottery ticket that there's this like excitement to the idea that like in a few hours we could all be set for life, you know? Yeah, and yeah. um but the thing is it, it hones in really on how like sad that is and how much like the system 
of like the support systems have failed these people who like mm-hmm. you know i mean yeah like in some ways it, it's it's very much like a post iraq war movie because it's about all these veterans yeah. <laughs> right who yeah. who are then like disregarded by the state that cared for them and like have to turn to like you know these these business people who like actively want them dead or like don't care about them yeah. right and um, i don't know how i don't know how deliberate of a choice it was to have like the army men at the beginning be like just confoundingly stupid or, or if that was just like bad acting on on, <laughs> on their part but like i loved how like just actively dumb especially the one the main the guy who had like the main talking lines at the beginning that like guy when he's like radio when he's like radioing in and stuff that they should like get away from the uh, oh, uh the, the container or whatever and he's just kind of watching and just kind of just chilling yeah i thought that was very funny right it's like yeah the people's like you got to get out of there and he's like oh, okay i bet i guess you better you know and like kind of yeah and then they like get out they like get out of there and he like he trips in the desert and like fires off a few rounds next and then starts laughing yeah yeah, yeah. um I want to ask you both, actually, along the lines of, like, the the sort of emphasis on money in this movie. What I, what I found interesting but wasn't, like, a particularly commented on part of the film is that the first, like, 40 minutes or so when they're, like, assembling the team, it um, they keep, like cutting the money that they're giving to like yes each yeah. person like down the line and it's like in order of importance for like how much like uh dave bautista and i i forget um who the other lady is um, yeah uh but it's, like um ana de la Riguera, um okay who plays yeah. maria cruz is the character's name mm-hmm. right um, and then like uh they keep have like by the time they get to like Guzman, it's like, all right, here's five hundred thousand instead of like the fifteen million they're getting, and then Dieter, yeah. who has to like open the safe, is like <laughs> only getting two hundred k, which is just um, um, it, it's not like quite played for comedy, but like that's sort of how it felt to me, like yeah, because I believe they say something yeah. to the effect of you know everyone else that isn't in the family, um, will be getting you know a lower cut, yeah, but that doesn't actually have anything to do with like the importance of their task and the, not at all. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Uh, Which I just think is interesting for like these characters that, you know, the movie is mostly very sympathetic toward for sure. Yeah. 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 I kind of saw that as like, Oh, it's in, it's like kind of initially introducing us to these characters. as like, they're kind of very out for themselves, which I doesn't necessarily change by the end all that much but like i guess it gives us room as the viewers to maybe watch them grow minutely over the course of the next like almost three hours yeah yeah well i think it's also like uh um like it's interesting that it's about like who's in the know like who found out about it first right is the Mm -hmm. person who gets you know i don't know there's an interesting thing there and I guess it also is like the hierarchy of, of capitalism, right? That there's a level in which like the people who really have to do the work are not the ones who are like gonna get the biggest cut of everything. Yeah, there's a yeah. very funny scene where um Tignataro like yes. brings us up and is like, Hey, look, I'm the helicopter pilot. Like I'm definitely like first or second most important <laughs> as far <laughs> yeah. as like people here. But like that guy over there, like, who gives a shit about that guy? Which yeah. is just um 
the um the self-servingness is very good even if some characters like are able to you know as you said progress minutely in some ways but yeah, yeah. um but it, was... i guess the film sort of concludes that like it's too little too late to some extent yeah for sure um, well, yeah. I, yeah, I, I think like, it's kind of the whole thing was doomed from the start. And that plays into, like, the sort of... And this is actually one of the things that's interesting about it being, like, an expanded universe is that all the repetitions that are in the movie or the implication of there being, like, stuff that will happen anew is, like, really, really dark. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I but guess like, it's kind like, of like BVS in that way. Um, yeah. And I think it's not interesting. Like, I don't think it's all that deep how, how money frames as both like an object they talk about in like an object within the frame in the movie like at the very end when um the character before he gets on the plane like they won't let him on the private jet then he shows his big bag of money and that gets him on the private jet and that also means he'll be (laughs) even have more like even more ground to spread the virus that very much reminded me of like an early scene in Justice League where Bruce Wayne's superpower is just like, hey, I have this money <laughs> that I yeah. can um, yeah. use, which is, you know, just a good insight. I well, think. I also, um, um, I mean, yeah. speaking of Tignatar, who's really great in this movie, especially since she was, like, digitally reinserted. Yeah, just, <laughs> you know? Yeah, she was just com- um, but, uh But there's that scene where she's fixing up the helicopter, and it's just, like, it's just, like, fucking busted up. Right, like it's just a piece of shit, and she's like, "How much money did you spend on like the little helicopter model that we had, like in the planning meeting? You yeah. know, like how <laughs> much did funny. that cost? And you couldn't like send somebody in here to get this fixed up or like figure anything out, you know? Um, yeah. And so, yeah, the intent is they, they were not supposed to get out, right? Like, what was the... was there a certain moment as you watched the movie that you like you like yeah, oh like I'm fully in for this now, like whether that was early on or maybe a little bit further on, like. Like for me, it was during the opening sort of montage when that, uh, that like para that like parachuting that like paratrooper is parachuting into Vegas and he like is parachuting into like a horde of zombies and you can't and he kind of kind of realizes he can't really alter his course and just pulls out his handgun and he's just like goes <laughs> that shit kind is of so funny it's like darkly comically to man? his doom yeah exactly it's like hilarious <laughs> like there was. There was some general in, like, D.C. who was like, all right, we're sending the paratroopers in. And everyone was like, okay, this is a good idea. Yes. <laughs> and, like, I'm picturing, like, all those paratroopers on their plane before they jump, like, doing, like, the close-up, like, fist bumps and handshakes, being, like, 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 like hyping themselves, themselves up just to jump to, like, their very obvious death. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, I think the moment where I started getting a lot more invested was maybe... Um, I really enjoy the, the, the coyote character, yeah. um, mm-hmm. in this movie. Um, and that bit where like she brings in the border <laughs> guard and yeah. is like, now nah, this guy's like a rapist and we're going to use him to like trade with the, uh, the zombie king and queen for passage. Yes. Is, uh, yeah. Pretty great. Yeah. It was very um, good. And I also really liked the scene shortly after that where, um, there's just a lot of characters' names in this that I don't remember. Yes, but, yeah. Guzman's um, yeah, girlfriend, uh, she gets this, like, um, very good, like, action scene where, like, all these zombies are just sort of staying there yeah. and they're, like, hibernating, I think. Yes. And, yeah. um, like, each, like, the way that um, each, like, flash of the gun that she's shooting, like, lights up the frame is, like, really awesome. Yeah, it's really... Yeah. That, yeah. That, that scene was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, like, it's also that she... 
she doesn't trust the like business guys with them right yeah like um, she just so immediately he, calls him out and then he's yeah. like gotta take care of that gotta, gotta kill this lady <laughs> and i think it's nice that like even though she's the first to die and it's like pretty early in the movie she gets to like be a badass and gets a lot of screen time yes yeah. of like, yeah I, I love how they they drag that scene out yeah mm-hmm. well it's like and you think it's over and then she bursts through the window yeah <laughs> you know and stuff like that and like, yeah like i think that that i don't know not to be like tumblr discourse about it but it's nice i think to to have like if you were going to kill off a lady at the beginning of this movie like you might as well make her like fucking wreck shit you know before that oh yeah wraps up yeah i feel like it's like part of that loose quality to the movie that like definitely um works in its favor sometimes yeah um Mm -hmm. yeah i really enjoyed Uh, that yeah i also like the one guy who just when the, during the planning thing in that hangar, just just walked away when he kind of realizes what <laughs> they were supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought that was very funny. Yeah. Well, I I like the way. I mean, I think it's interesting because I because I especially with like the money thing, I really thought that was gonna come up. I thought that was gonna be important. Like there was gonna be a scene mm-hmm. when they're at the helicopter and you know Dieter the snake cracker snake snake cracker, Jesus Christ, <laughs> is gonna be like. Um, what I'm only getting, you know, 200 K and you guys are getting 15 million or whatever, you know, I thought that was going to be a thing. And I think it's, and I guess it's just like the way it plays with expectations a little bit, but that just doesn't come up. It's not important. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, in a way that like, I think is, I don't know. I don't know if I have like a take, but I think it's kind of fun that the way the movie like sets up stuff and you're like, okay, this is where it's going to go or this is what it's going to do. And then it kind of, you know, it pulls out the rug from under you. It's, mm-hmm. it's a pretty simple trick, and- but I think it works. Yeah, yeah. I really, I really like the the safe cracker, crack. Jeez, I'm doing the same thing. Yeah. Safe crackers. <laughs> Snape, uh, <laughs> uh, That that character Dieter or whatever. Yeah. I thought he was good. I, I loved the, like the little the little blossoming friendship he and and this guy with the saw. I yeah, his, his the Actor's name as well as the yeah. Uh, Omari little, Hardwick is little, the actor's name. Yeah. Yeah, Omari Hardwick. That little blossoming friendship. I it felt like very earnest, in a way it, that like felt like it was just like. Two bros becoming bros. <laughs> yeah. yeah, on my like second watch, I noticed that um, that he has like a philosophy degree, and that's why he's like quoting Joseph Campbell and talking yeah. about like time <laughs> oh. loop theories. Yeah, um, which is very funny. That's cute. Yeah. Like, with with Dieter, I'm like I, you know, he's in the he's been locked in a safe. Maybe he comes back in a sequel, but I also think it's kind of funny that uh, Omari Harbick's character might have resigned him to what could argued be like an even worse death than just being eaten by a zombie well he uh just... no he he locks vandero in the safe um and then gets eaten by this or gets killed by the zombie king i think Dieter yeah does. yeah and then vandero comes out oh. right of the safe at the end of the movie oh yeah i mixed it up yeah. sorry no worries the, the lead line safe yeah yeah, yeah it's and did you know the actor the actor playing Dieter is directing the the prequel movie? Oh, I didn't I didn't know, I didn't know yeah. that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's already yeah. I mean it's already been shot and everything. Right. But yeah. Oh. Oh, cuz he uh he's one of the principal characters in it Dieter is, right? Or am I Yeah, he's the main he's the main character. Yeah. Um... It like revolves it's like a love story the heist movie is is in the in the little Zack Snyder film school thing on on the Netflix is yeah. YouTube. He kind of talks about it like relatively in detail. Yeah. Oh neat! Well, I think that's like, also. It seems like it'll. It might be out like this year or next year. Like it seems like they're in like the final stages of like post production. Yeah, it's it's just completed on um, IMDb, which doesn't necessarily mean anything. But yeah, 
Um, <laughs> but uh, what was I going to say about? Um, oh, yeah, and I think it also makes such a nice when he makes this, like, attempt to save Vanderbilt's life. Like, it makes a – it's such mm-hmm. a – it's a nice beat, right, that ends up feeling earned because yeah. they have so many, like, little moments together, you know? Um, yeah, that that – that whole sort of hallway sequence from like the zombies coming down to like the, like the, that, that elevator scene really like actively got me. Yeah. I was like, no, me too. I kind of gasped like aloud. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of like where the movie went from there was, was, yeah, I guess I just, you know, really good. Well, I think that's one of the things is like, and, and maybe, I guess it maybe depends on the direction that you're coming from that you can see this coming. Cause it is like, the the way things roll out it is a horror movie like there's a final girl basically right um batista's daughter is the only one that survives you know and everyone dies like increasingly intense and gruesome deaths right um but because it's like oh it's a heist movie i was like no they're gonna get out like people are gonna get out and spend that money and there's gonna be that cathartic you know sequence where everyone's living it up or whatever you know (laughs) i've seen oceans (laughs) right um and so I think kind of that, yeah, like I, I, I talked about it on Letterboxd as like a movie about, and I think this, this plays into sort of the like post or like, you know, I guess concurrent to Middle Eastern conflict, um, like U.S. led Middle Eastern conflict, that it's like everyone was sort of returns to the site of trauma and then either dies or is traumatized by it. Right. And like one person yeah. gets to leave and does and gets to do something good with it. Um, but to the end, it, like, furthers this. Like, it just makes another war happen, right? Like, you And know. she's the only one with, like, quote-unquote pure intentions going yeah. in, I guess. Yeah. Um, um, although, it, it's interesting because um, the the lady she ends up trying to save, she dies in a helicopter yeah, she does. crash, mm-hmm. too. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. Pretty fucked up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Is there's And I think that's, like, I, I don't know. I don't know if there's, like, there's not really a, like, political perspective i'm trying to pull out of that but it is just like really like and i think this is something about snyder's like i feel like snyder's approach to genre film generally i think justice league is maybe the big exception to this is pretty bleak um mm-hmm. like it's mm-hmm. just kind of cuts to like hey like like sucker punch is a movie about how like the i mean you know at how i read it like the empowerment of um women in like hollywood is fundamentally kind of false Right, that it doesn't actually do anything for people, you know, and yeah. a lot of like Man of Steel and BVS is like superheroes are like fundamentally sort of destructive, <laughs> right? Or like, you know, um, yeah. So it, it, and I think, I think Army of the Dead kind of plays in a similar way in that it's about like, you know, some people getting rich quick is not going to fix these problems, not going to fix the the relationship these people have to their lives, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. continue, you know, and, and it's telling also that the beginning of the zombie stuff is from, like, a, you know, it's from Area 51. It's, like, a military site. You know, it's it's bioweapon yeah. of some kind, right? And that's, you know, pretty typical zombie movie fare or, like, zombie premise, right? But it leads into the themes in a way that's, yeah, like, it, you know. Yeah. I, think, I think Snyder's yeah. gift in some ways is to cut to the heart of genre. And I don't think it's necessarily subversive. It just kind of, like, lays it out in a way that, like, it's it's like an autopsy, right? Yeah, because yeah. everything, like, comes, you know, 
any good that happens occurs after like some huge tragedy that like tends to outweigh whatever um you know is even being accomplished in the process yeah so mm-hmm. it definitely gives it an edge um of its own yeah for sure which is mm-hmm. weird because i i think generally speaking the movie is tonally like not super dark like it's pretty fun i think um yeah but i think in sort of the way it wraps up i think it's easily the bleakest of the <laughs> of the snyder movies i've seen um <laughs> you know well, yeah, yeah, I mean, the ending of the movie basically portends, like, okay, oh, this, this is, is the this wide. movie is the prequel movie to, like, yeah. the actual zombie outbreak. Yes, yeah. Now. Yeah. Like, and, like, I wonder if they'll hold on to the, like, of the dead moniker, like, what we'll see after that. Like, right, This is Army yeah. of the Dead. Are they going to keep, like, going bigger um, and bigger with their nouns? Na- Nation of the Dead, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> World of the Dead. Um... Yeah, actually, it's also nice, I think, um, I thought I, this is, like, a pretty obvious comparison, I think, but I think it holds beyond the superficialities, but I always think a lot about the Resident Evil movies watching this, um, and that the zombies are kind of, you know, become, like, perfunctory and are basically about, like, and I guess this is maybe true, this is maybe true, like, every zombie movie, but about, like, you know, the impotence of, like, military action and you know this kind of stuff right and it's nice to see someone Mm -hmm. like i don't know play with a real exuberance in that space right that i feel like those resident evil movies have um i don't know if that makes sense yeah no i i i I think i get what you what you're saying it's also it's 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 interesting how snyder overall frames like an actual military presence in this movie because they're only ever in it at the very beginning. Yeah. And they, they fail, but like, and I think especially in that opening in his, in his title sequence, he shows how even in like the face of absolute loss, how destructive the U S armed forces can be. Like there's a one guy who calls in like a close napalm strike as he's getting like torn apart by zombies. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, And it's all, it's all pretty futile, like futile. It's for nothing. Yeah, I tend to think of it as, like, it's a, it's just interesting how, like, this is, you know, I think this is a good observation on Snyder's part that, like, this crisis is just another opportunity to, like, manufacture new crises. Yes, yeah. <laughs> like, because, yeah. like, the whole goal of the movie, you know, in terms of, like, the quote-unquote villain um, the like business guy that works for Tanaka is to like get the zombie head so he to can like presumably sell it as a bioweapon and then you know nothing good can come of that. Yes, um, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. then it's also used as a way to like, I mean, yeah, like it, it's pretty blunt and I don't think it's like especially sharp, but like the you know, there's a border camp <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at the edge of like the zombie <laughs> the sure city, is. you know, and that people like people are being held up for no reason right and, and people like, are and people you know. are breaking back in to to get money to be able to leave yeah mm. yeah and, and and sean spicer is defending this yeah yeah <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah. you know and, yeah i mean there's that there's that line where it's like they're because they're planning to drop the bomb on fourth of july initially in the presence like it would be it would actually be pretty patriotic when you yeah know. you know and it's like yeah like <laughs> yeah this is a movie written you know dirt well donald trump was president like very obviously 100 well, percent yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I guess oh, this isn't super related, but like, do you think the zombies are p- 
probably aliens. Uh, yeah, sure. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. That would not shock me, I guess. What the movie's doing, like, they're coming from Area 51, there's the two saucers at the beginning, the baby thing is, like, glowing blue, and then, like, in the interview, Snyder's talked about it in ways that, like, makes it feel like they're, they're, at least the alphas might not be of this world, like, the, the original alphas. Yeah. Um, and then he's talked about in interviews how the sort of robot zombies, he's, like, in interviews, when people ask him about it, he's pretty much asked them questions back. Like, do you think it could be government-made robot zombies to keep an eye on what's going on in there? That would be crazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> the film speaks for itself. Man's... Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. love how this man's brain works. <laughs> yeah. Um, he also he also just seems very eager to have to to make like four more of these movies because he's like he seems course. very like giddy to be like, well, I can answer your questions. I'll just need some time. Yeah, um, I did want to talk about, like, the zombie biology in this movie, because I guess that's, like, one of my sticking points of this, um, in terms of, like, the film's attempt to humanize, um, I guess the, the alpha, the alpha zombies, um, I just always get a little, like, raise an eyebrow when it's like, oh, it's especially fucked up because they could give birth. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I think that's, I now mean, you can relate. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I think that's true. And I guess I think this is also like a consequence of jock filmmaking. I think it's particularly evident in the ending where like, um, like the perpetuation of I mean, the he's zombie, a wife, he's a wife guy. Um, thing is like a black guy, right. Spending a lot of wealth, you know? And right. I don't think like yeah. that's, I don't. To be, I don't think Snyder's like intentionally being racist at all, and I don't think the movie, like script wise, is is like that, right? Um, but just the visual politics of it mm-hmm. lean into something that's kind of uncomfortable, and I think it is like mm-hmm. um, zombies in general can, you know, uh, a a group of like people like things that you can just universally dehumanize, um, yeah. is just like a problem, <laughs> you know. And this movie sort of <laughs> complicates that, but like in a way that. Um, to some of those villains, right? But I think it is also, like, it's also a thing that, like, they disturbed something that was, like, alive and, like, doing something, right? Yes, that That aspect of it I like. You know, and then, yeah. So, I mean, you know, I I think it's messy, but it's, you know, I think it's compelling. I think it, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. For sure. Um, And what's funny is, in, in one of those, like, Snyder film school YouTube it is like one of the episodes is dedicated to literally it's I think it's called lore it's just like this <laughs> hell <called>. yeah <laughs> and, he's, and he's like and he's like so when we're thinking about the zombies you know we, we we put barriers around the city and the zombies can't get out to spread the outbreak so obviously we couldn't have so obviously birds can't become zombies so we just don't have any birds in the movie which like good for you man just, <laughs> if you see holes in your plot just just, just, just feel like we're just not gonna have any birds in it yeah i ignore them i did not think about that. <laughs> yeah. which is just funny uh the zombie tiger and zombie horse are great i'll just oh it's yeah, yeah very yeah. good yeah um, very good yeah well it's nice to have like this weird like like yeah, I like the way that the zombies like have a culture, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and like yeah. obviously it, it brings up some weird stuff. Um, but I think like the way the zombie king is like, I don't know, I don't want to be like 
oh, like, oh, he's a good villain because he's sympathetic. <laughs> he has understandable <laughs> motivations, you know. Every but like, I feel like it kind of works, you know, that like he is a parallel conflict in some ways to Dave Bautista's character, right? Um, yeah, he's like yeah. trying to look out for oh, his family, and yeah. Then, just with know, the alphas, I think that which is like destroyed in this way, conflict. Like there, I also I don't know shot, why the coyote dropped um, his film that really wife's kinda... head. I feel like that was Spoke a really me in a way bad that move. I found it actually like pretty creepy. It's you know? it's before the big final sort of conflict. It's like a very it's in like an yeah. overhead very wide shot of the 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 zombie king on his horse and this and like the other alphas kind of like running on all fours alongside him towards that that casino that the principal characters were in. And there was just something about the way they move. Yeah. Um, well, that, like, um, very, that very much Emma was like creepy. Emma was watching with me, and she's like, "I think all these zombies are dancers." <laughs> you know? Yeah, they're all, they're all. We got, we got, we got parkour zombies. Yeah, no, like, what is the one like the one who's dodging Dave Batista's knives? Just looks look, kind of looks kind of like he's doing a dance. Yeah, well, and I think that that like it gives it kind of an interesting character. Um, and again, maybe I'm just saying this because I have not seen very many zombie movies, so you know, um, take that with a grain of salt, I guess. But yeah, and I think like. We never really see a zombie horde, like in, like we never see like action revolving around a horde in any in any real way beyond the, the initial like sort of the pullback of the camera at the beginning to reveal all the zombies beyond the like, the, the the initial sort of barrier. But um, yeah, they like even then it's like a the way they're framed is a lot more compelling than like what you might see in in, in other zombie movies that deal with these large scale zombie threats like world war z or something like that but that's just that that's also just kind of a bad movie in general yeah i yeah. bet <laughs> yeah <laughs> um okay what do we this is kind of unrelated but wh- how do we feel about the needle drops in this movie Th- this man needs to chill on the covers <laughs> um the the cranberry song is good that i is very good i agree I've, I've i'm 100 with you yeah but like um, the re- it's good, the real like the even worse cover of the end, which like if you're still like vibing with, if you still like really like the Doors and like 2021, I don't know. Do you, <laughs> do you want? Do you want to like? Are you are you still thinking that Jim Morrison was like some sort of genius? Like the, <laughs> I don't know. The end was cool. That that was cool to use in Apocalypse Now, but this is an Apocalypse Now, and the cover is very funny to me. Um, yeah, and I think I think the needle drop at the beginning, and during the tile sequence. I thought it worked to an extent. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I was I had to think about uh, Twin Peaks to return during that bit. We're just gonna cycle <laughs> this song twice. Um. Yes, yeah. Um, or I don't know about twice, but it's like a six-minute song for this uh, opening credits bit. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's very yeah. Funny. When you get the somber, think... the weirdly somber, <laughs> like piano bit. Yes. When like yeah. the uh, the crates like crush the uh, yeah the, the, the lady. mother or whatever yeah. and the kid. So no, you you know that like I don't know. It's um, either the the scene was like storyboarded and shot with this in mind, or they found it and were like, holy shit, it's got the, yeah, it's got the sad part about Las Vegas. Um, yeah, no, I actually think I don't know. People were clowning on it a lot on social media, and I understand why there is a level of like cordiness in um having a having a zombie movie that has a song called zombie on the soundtrack you know (laughs) um but i think it totally works and also the song zombie is kind of about um you know conflict continuing right and destroying people you know um 
Yeah, like know. the song yeah. is not about zombies, and it like lets you think <laughs> about um, the film on a more metaphorical level. Yes, like, yeah, it's fine. It, I mean, you know, yes, yeah. it is what I would expect from Zack Snyder. It's yes, and like that. he just where where the coward George Romero wouldn't go for it. Like, Zack Snyder <laughs> is here to do that for us. No, I'm just. <laughs> Uh, rest, rest in peace, George. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think, I mean, I think for me, peak needle drop, Zack Snyder, was probably in Justice League just because he uses Nick Cave a few times and yeah, I'm here for that. But no, also, that... but also, there's the bit in Justice League that's not related, but where like the people are on the shore sing and like I love how that scene goes on for like a minute too long. I thought that was like one of the funniest things I've seen. Oh, that's good. And um. Um, in a long time. I, I would like to mention the um, one other needle drop in uh, Army of the Dead, which is uh, the use of Wagner. Um, oh, which yeah. Is oh, just, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just funny to me because I don't know much about classical music, but as someone that listens to a lot of music and discusses music a lot, um, like I know of him as the Nazi one. Yes. Um, yeah. So it's just funny. I th- um, I, I, it felt you know, I think it's an it might have been. It might have been a, like a homage to to Apocalypse Now as well. Right, okay. there, there's a lot of he pulls from Apocalypse Now a lot in this movie, like the the sort of hazy sunset shot yes. of the helicopter. Yeah, yeah, um, it's very mm-hmm. Apocalypse Now, and like I think the Wagner song, it, it's Ride of the Valkyries, I think, which I, I'm it's, pretty sure it's is not. Awesome. Um, if it is or Ride of the Valkyries, it's it's, well, actually, it's probably it's probably Götterdämmerung because that's the um the vault name. I guess I don't. We should, oh I yeah, this, I want to look this up. Um, but is it's not the because you know there's the part of the ride of the Valkyries that's in Apocalypse Now that like everybody knows really well. Yeah, it's you're not. You're, you're, that. you're right. Um, um, but it might it might be a different part of that track. I've yeah, never heard the whole thing, so I can't. Um, no, say that. you're you're right, uh, Grace. It's 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 the song that shares the name of the safe. Yeah. Um, I think that's part the, of it. The, the composition is that. I mean, this is also this is part of the. Wagner Nazi project um but like <laughs> Wagner's coming you know writing music when Germany is like beginning to form as like a nation and have like a national identity and um and so like mm. a lot of his music is about like making a German myth right and that's like what the yeah. the ring cycle okay. is right is yeah. like I'm I'm making like a an epic you know foundational myth for the German imagination right and of course, that is like, and you know, it's fascist, right? Like, I'm not, you know, it's like what it is. <laughs> but um, you know, so I, I think there's an element to that song showing up here, or like Wagner showing up. It's like on the nose, but it's also about the way this nation is like myth making itself, right, through the zombie apocalypse, right? Like, it's you know, yeah, and um, also sort of like it, it specifically plays when Dieter is like either looking at the safe or just cracked it yeah and so it kind of plays into the whole like mm-hmm. you know get rich quick myth making yeah you know mm-hmm. the movie is you know looking into so yeah what it's a, also i mean yeah like it's the ring cycle right it's also a movie about things recurring right that there's like the people mm-hmm. who were there before who may even be the them. time loop yeah the, the time, time loop <laughs> stuff you know and so so it yeah like it has a lot of pretty i mean like you know very on the nose but i think completely you know, t- valid yeah. no, that's thematic good to resonances. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and with with that time loop stuff, if you were to like pause the movie when they're talking about it and look at the corpses, it's all 
what looks to be the corpses of the principal characters. Yeah, they. We're, uh, we're I mean, they flashed all. There's like a sequence where they do that. They do like a montage of the yeah. corpses and the people. Yeah, which I think is really, like again, it's blunt, um, but it totally works. I think. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's bleak. It really is, yeah. And I, I kind of I admire that about it. I think, um, like it's nice to see something with this big of a budget, and you know, and some level of star power, right? Just be like really sort of stare into the depths, <laughs> right? By yeah. the end. And I think honestly, Dave Bautista's was a, was a great leading man to sort of, you know, yeah, be I the, um, the, the forefront of the piece. I really, really love like he's, the. He's uh, very good. The scene when he and his daughter are talking about like the food truck and sort of trying to work through the the distance they've had, right? It's very yeah. like, like I I like that you know the whole movie. You're like, oh, because he killed his zombie wife, that's why she's mad. And he's like, no, that's, that's not. She's like, no, that's not why I was mad. Like that kind of, the yeah. way I think that totally, like it's yeah, it's one of the few spaces in the movie that actually feels like subtle. You know, and that works yeah. like these characters really get like a moment to breathe with each other. And I think um, I think both the actors there really just make that sing. Um, no, yeah, that that's that's all my like the the emotional heft of the movie really comes down to those two. Yeah, uh, for the most part, anyway. Mm-hmm. And I do think like. I don't know. It, it, maybe as a consequence of like having so many characters, there's a degree to which like a lot of the emotional beats like maybe landed with like 80% effectiveness Mm -hmm. for me. Um, But um, what I'm really saying is I want the four hour army of the day. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I also think, I mean, this is, I don't want to like necessarily read too much into it, but there is a way in which, um, you know, it's also impossible to not think about Autumn Snyder's daughter. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And, like, I think there's a way in which the ending of that movie is, you know, Snyder imagining himself dying instead of his daughter, right? And giving her an opportunity to live, um, mm-hmm. which kind of fucks me up. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, which is no, like, I mean, shit. especially when you think of, like, this movie was made, pro- I think, definitely before he had any knowledge that he would be returning to uh, make the Snyder cut. Yeah. Which, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it w- Justice it was. League, yeah, so Justice League sort of... Um, has some of that stuff in it, but yeah, um, no, it's really fucking sad. It's yeah, it's amazing shot too with um like the bomb in the distance. Off yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, not to be a stickler about realism in movies, but they were really chilling knew that knew that nuclear radiation <laughs> after, the, after the bomb went off. It's yeah. really but, funny that he gets out of that vault and is fine. Yeah. yeah like, I'm, I'm good. I'm going to walk out of the city. Yeah, when, when he, he didn't immediately start like, vomiting blood or something. Yeah, when he's like sick in the plate, I was like, oh, here's where we're getting the radiation poisoning, right? But nope. That Yeah, that that's actually what I thought at first. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought he would get well, it's out. Well, it's a low yield bomb. Yeah, I guess that's true. Just <laughs> a little, just a little bit of yeah, just a little bit of nuclear. God, can you imagine this movie had come out like five or six years ago, and we'd have like a bazillion internet videos, like the Indiana Jones fridge. Um. <laughs> oh uh, my God. Jeez. Yeah. That's I mean, a dark future, you've. Uh... We we yeah. have a. I mean, I think we're living in the dark present where there's like hour long lore deep dives and and easter egg hunts of this of this movie on youtube right explained yeah. 
the yeah. cult of Snyder. Um, which I feel like it's safe to say that we all probably enjoy his movies more than most people do, but it to be looped in with, with the like, very vocal defenders of, of Zack yeah. Snyder and that sort of movement is also another very prickly mixed bag. Yeah, well, I, I think the thing is that... Um, that to me has so much more to do with the dynamics of fandom on the internet than it has anything to do with Snyder specifically as a figure. Oh Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, and like that, that's sort of the thing is like a lot of people and like, I don't know, this is just sort of my frustration with how people talk about Snyder on the internet is like a lot of that gets channeled through like, Oh, these toxic fanboys who, you know, or whatever. Right. Um, And like, I'm not saying that people are not fucking vile on the internet but it's like and pretty much every fandom has people like that right and it is a dynamic that is like cultivated by capitalism to create engagement right yeah um, and it works like in multiple ways right that like it, in a real way people being weird about the ghostbusters remake was like part of that movie's advertising campaign right like it was something that yeah. it cultivated in order to, and that you know, that's not to say like people were being misogynistic, right? I'm not saying that, but like I think just taking that at face value and being like, oh, like I need to go see the movie with women in it to like save feminism from the internet or whatever, right? Is like, <laughs> is like playing into the hands of capitalism functionally. And I say that as someone who was pretty much one of these people, right? Like I, I went and saw Ghostbusters in theaters, you know? Um, yeah, me too. I think in fact, I did think that. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I gotta, I gotta show support, you know? And like, it's just not, you know, that's just to say that like, um, that I definitely think people are weird about Zack Schneider online. And I'm sure that like implements it in different ways, but I think, um, the way people talk about him being weird and then especially in light of all the stuff with Ray Fisher and, um, you know, I, I feel like there's a, if you're not, you know, basically if you're talking about Zack Snyder in 2021 and you're not, or especially talking about Justice League in 2021 and you're not centering Ray Fisher's experience and, you know, uh, Snyder's daughter, I don't want to talk to you about it. And you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, and that yeah, isn't to say 100%. that like fandom, fandom is fucked up. Like, and I'm not trying to say that it's not, or that people didn't experience harassment or whatever. Right. Like that shit sucks. Um, but that is like a consequence of the way this shit works and it requires like a lot more systemic change and like, Oh, somebody other than Zack Schneider should make the next Superman movie or whatever, you know, like those dynamics are still going to continue to exist. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. You know, if that makes sense. Anyway, sorry. I don't mean to like shout you down Cole. I was just, I have like a lot of thoughts on this exact issue, I guess. Um, no, yeah, for sure. Um, Oh, also, I I looked at the um, the track list, the soundtrack credits, and it is specifically um, Siegfried's Trauer March, which is funeral march. Um, Siegfried's funeral march. Ah, so, okay. That's from the. Hmm. So you know something to think about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Um, well, was there, I mean, we're getting close to an hour. Was there anything else we wanted to touch on, uh, for sure before we wrap up here or, um, hmm. Try to think. Um, I mean, I could probably, I could probably talk more about how just from like, uh, choreography and, and, and cinematography perspective, how like, well, Snyder captured 
like action in this film and both like mm-hmm. confined in open spaces like i think yes it, i think it's very good and like not that he needed to prove himself in any way to be a a, a good action director but to see him do sort of create those moments alongside his team like he didn't just do it himself but right right, right that yeah, is not sure. across like a grand sweeping cgi canvas is um is is really cool so it, it's i don't know i like part part of me just wants to defend him from people online but like it just kind of shows that he can direct a good action scene where people yeah. don't just complain about it being loud yeah i mean there's multiple bits in this movie that i think are like you know some of the best like i guess blockbuster action i've seen recently like um that gatling gun bit in the opening <laughs> where um that zombie is just like turned into to oh my gosh mush. yeah it's, like an amazing bit of um like effects and also just like dave bautista like bounding over the um the, the casino tables. blackjack yeah. tables yeah um I, just yeah awesome. and like the way that <laughs> snyder like like you said he he creates these action scenes that look great you know on the in like at a blockbuster scale but like even beyond that they're, they're very good but the way he also like infuses them with 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 character and with heart like 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 uh dave batista's whole like kind of rampage after um his sort of his partner gets her neck just brutally twisted all the way around yeah, is like heart it's like heartbreaking his face like it's very cool what he's doing but his face is like heartbreaking and his like the way he yells it's very good yeah that bit did kind of make me laugh because it was like i had somewhat forgotten this lady was in the movie um, <laughs> and then she just gets <laughs> yeah bodied. then suddenly like hey i have a character dynamic unresolved a few next snap and I'm yeah like, All right. <laughs> yes yeah it's true <laughs> yeah and her, yeah but i was spine, yeah her, like, spinal it, it does columns, cool. like hanging out is yeah oh yes yeah well and i think that's it's nice like the way it I mean, it leans into that physicality in a way that's nice. And I think that's also something that's like, yeah. um, I don't know. I, I feel like in some ways I don't maybe know enough about action filmmaking. Um, but like, I just feel like um, action movies are like dominant in the Hollywood right now, but most of them are very poorly shot, I feel like. Yeah. And so, yes, and this is part yes. of why John Wick yeah, is such that's... a big deal. And this is not a diss against John Wick. Those are movies I really like. But it's like, oh, <laughs> they fucking actually shot this? <laughs> With, like, stunt people? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, like, like, you know, Keanu Reeves, like, trained for months to do this. Like, whoa. Like, he didn't just get buff. He, like, you know wasn't on the weird yeah. like six-pack diet he was like training to you know you know what i mean like it's just whereas marvel it's like it's all done in post basically right and through editing and so it just there's yeah. it's all super previous right um and so it's nice to see like and I, I think this is true in the even in the like cgi fest stuff in um like snyder's dc work you know but it's nice to see him do it again or do something different here that's a little more tangible um yeah i mean as we've spoken you know before like i i think there's definitely some really good bits of action in all those dc films but like just having the ability to put in more gore and like yeah like the specific interaction between practical and cg elements yes, yeah. in this like yeah it just makes it play a lot better and the way it's like going with this like shaky cam soft focus thing like when the gun when he's like shooting that assault rifle and like the lens flares are going wild and like the the colors are like 
popping apart the seams like yeah. as he sh- mm-hmm. it, it looks yeah. awesome <laughs> like yeah, yeah. like yeah. i've i've enjoyed good. uh you know action scenes in Zack Snyder movies but like and um and you know i've i've some like issues with this movie but like as far as like the pure action moments go i do think they're like the best he's ever done which you know yeah and commendable what, to him and his team yeah what was really cool is seeing the behind the scenes work of like the the casino shootout specifically in that I know I've talked about a bunch about that little YouTube series of his. Um, it's like he's running um, with with Batista and, and Zack Snyder because he's acting as his own cinematographer. He has the camera over his shoulder. Yeah. He's running with him every time. They're using um, gas powered uh, like um, um, airsoft rifles, so they're not shooting blanks or anything. But like the the mechanisms of the gun are actually like rotating and moving, and and there's some recoil. Right. But there's no That's muzzle cool. flash. Be- there's no muzzle flash because the camera and Zach is so up close. Because then that could cause potential damage or harm to to multiple people on the set. Right. Whether that be Zach or, or other uh, stuntmen or or, or co stars or stuff like that. So all the muzzle flashes were added in post to an extent. But there is someone following Zack Snyder and Dave Bautista throughout the whole action sequence with a sort of click on click off light. So every time. Um, <laughs> Batista's firing that 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 person is clicking on that light to create a muzzle flash within the frame itself that they can enhance in post. Okay, so they have the actual sick. yeah, they have the actual <laughs> proper um shadows and stuff within that room itself to uh yeah, that's, to mimic that's in really post. Cool. Well, really the fact cool. that they're like That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's something I know um like I didn't I know like there's that really great um one take fight in Creed, you know? Yeah, and there's mm-hmm. like a way in which it's a dance between both the actors and the cameraman who's like in the ring with them, <laughs> right? And like having to shoot them fighting. And I, I think that like, I mean that's I think that's one of that's an example of like really great blockbuster action filmmaking. You know, in the past like ten years or so, and so to hear like you talk about them kind of like that there's sort of a dance to the way they were filming, like the shooting and like the muscle flash and stuff is really really cool. Um, yeah, you know, like I I. Yeah, I just, like, I want part of the magic is seeing that somebody had to do it, right? And that doesn't mean, like, I'm not, I am not anti-CGI at all, like, by any stretch of the imagination. But, like, I feel like there's something magical about having it physically rendered like that, you know? It's great when the camera is an actual presence in a scene, like. Yeah. yeah. What a a concept. Yeah, I know. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's so nice. And I think Snyder's decision to to almost this movie is like eighty percent handheld. It looks like I think that <laughs> actually adds a lot to to what he's doing. It's like so much of this movie is close up. So when the action does occur and it kind of pulls back from being that close up and like exposes the viewer to to all the action happening within the whole frame itself, it gives you more of a it just lets you soak it in more in a, in a way that's very compelling and the way they both edit in, in and around the action is very um, just like deliberate insofar as that every choice was made to make sure the action and the characters look as best as possible. Yeah. Which is, which is very nice. Yeah. Um, I like when uh, Lily gets like impaled by that spear and uh, then drops a zombie head on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, and like, like, like I just really like, like her character's presence a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't like, know. Like we've said, there's like such a 
there's a weight to that moment that you might not feel in 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 like a marvel movie or something like when that when the zombie throws that that piece of like rebar or whatever through or like it there's an impact to that that is that is like yeah yeah it, mm-hmm. it shake it shakes you and it, it's and you know her her whole character thing is like constantly constantly being accused by people of like leaving others behind and then she definitely does not at the end yeah <laughs> so, yeah yeah um, well i think that's you know, that's it's actually, just a nice little character arc yeah yeah it was also one of the examples of like um a character who like she gets like not a ton of screen time but it feels like it has impact like i don't feel like i'm missing something you know there's a lot of the that yes. was suggested yeah. there which is not true of all the characters for sure right um, yes yeah but oh i think that about wraps it up for me um how are y'all feeling? Yeah, I think I'm out. Yeah. 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 No, I, I feel I feel good. I think we hit um, at least what I want to talk about. We we kind of hit the, hit most of it, I guess. Yeah. No, but yeah, I, I I don't know. I think it's a pretty cool movie. Um, sex not man. Definitely. I hope if you want to watch something like fun and and fairly interesting, I would I definitely recommend. Yeah, it, it is. You know, it's a, yeah, it's two and a half hours, sure. but. Um, but I watched it like surprisingly <laughs> late in the day and yeah. had a and like did not yeah. regret it ever feel bad afterwards, which is you know could oh, yeah. have been the case, right? Yeah, um, and like yeah. I know people will dunk on Snyder for his runtime, but I felt like this movie kind of flew by. I was, but yeah. it, I was also it, it it very much got me. Like I I I I, I loved it. Um, yeah, honestly. Um, yeah, and I wouldn't even I would you know if you don't like Zack Snyder typically, I I do think this feels you know, distinct enough from his recent work that, you know, yeah. still maybe worth checking out. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I, I totally agree. Um, well, great. Should we enter the, enter the plug zone? Um, I think, I think we should. Yeah. Well, uh, Liv, do you have anything you specifically want to plug? I guess you run off some stuff at the beginning, but yeah, I'll now. just, my, my Twitter again's, uh, no love deep trans. If you want to follow me there and, uh, yeah, but I don't have too much to plug. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Uh, I guess I can go next. I'm gonna have Colby the grand finale. Um, so, uh, I'm Grace underscore Machine on Twitter, and I have a Patreon at uh, Grace in the Machine, Patreon.com/slash/GraceInTheMachine, and uh, I'm writing at Uppercut, Crit.com, and at PasteMagazine.com in the game section, and that's about it. We also have this podcast, Idle Talk, you're listening to right now. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's cool. Um, yeah, I'm Cole. You can follow me on Twitter at food underscore enjoyer. My account is currently private um, because of what I'm about to plug, which is I reviewed the new Warhammer 40k first person <laughs> shooting Necromunda Gang War for Polygon.com. And while I like the game a lot, and I called it a comp- a very good average game, I did get some very kind of beyond yeah. scary dms in regards to dms i've gotten in the past for similar stuff within games so i'm on lock for a bit and i do have some other bigger profile stuff i guess in the works with other sites along the lines of polygon.com but most of my current writing is can be found on my medium page which is just called in the lobby um but yeah i think that's all that's all for me all right cool um well you can find us where you get your podcast and also on patreon.com i mean not, not patreon 
but I don't know what mapping.com <laughs> slash idle talk. We're going to make a big announcement at the end of this. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, we're on Animal Mapping. We're on the Animal Mapping Podcast Network, and you can find us there along with a bunch of other cool stuff. Um, I think that's it. All right. Uh, sayonara. Goodbye. Zombie. Zombie.